what's happening psych athletes welcome back to the psych athletes podcast it's ryan your host and today we have a very special episode a couple days ago i asked you guys to send me a couple questions you wanted answered on the podcast and that's what i'm gonna do here in this episode so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and if you want your questions answered live on air then shoot me a quick DM. If you have something that maybe is bugging you or you've been you know, wanting to know about for a long time, just shoot me a quick DM, super easy, super simple, and I'll answer it right on this podcast. And if you guys want me to do more things like this, you have you know, theme suggestions for podcasts, you want me to do something crazy, let me know about that as well. And if you guys enjoy this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram. I'll see you guys in the episode. What's up, guys? So on Monday, I asked you, I posted on uh, the Psych Athlete story, I was like, uh, send some questions you want answered on the podcast. And I decided I wanted to do a little Q&A podcast, uh, do start a little mini series, I guess, mix it up a little bit. And I thought it'd be super fun for you guys to actually get your questions answered uh, directly from me once you sent them on Instagram and maybe get a little shout out. Uh, I just thought it would be cool. So I'm going to be answering, I think, five or six questions I received. I got about like 20 I think but for the sake of time because I like to ramble as you guys know I'm gonna be answering like I think five or six of them so the first one is from Gibby the grappler awesome name Uh, and they ask how to not let your teammates failures get in your head and impact your performance so I guess for this question I'm probably gonna assume Gibby that when your team struggles or if you know one or two people mess up or fail you probably start to think and you start to get you know a little hesitant like oh I can't be like them I can't mess up like them and and that kind of just starts a little spiral a negative self-fulfilling cycle for you and you probably go out and you struggle as well it's kind of like um in baseball when I was in travel ball our team our, our coach made us run to the fence whenever a teammate like messed up or made an error like horrible horrible fucking technique by the way if I do say so myself and and if someone made an error, we'd get back from running and we'd come back and be like, shit, I can't do it. I can't be the one to mess up next. And that was just not good for our performance because when we think about, you know, can't statements and we start to overthink things, that's going to affect our performance directly. So how I would suggest you kind of go about your mindset when maybe your teammates start struggling, because that's a big thing when your teammates start struggling or um, someone messes up or someone makes an error, uh, I think just kind of center yourself. Okay, first thing you should do is go pick them up. Go be like, hey, it's all good. We're going to be fine. Let's do this. Let's let's get after it. It's all right. Just shake it off. You know, we've got your back. Say things like that first. That's always the most important part. Uplift your teammates. It's going to give them more energy and it's going to give you some energy. Okay, so that's the first thing. Pick up your teammate. Second thing, have a little kind of routine that you might do. When you see a teammate mess up or fail and you you start to a little think a little bit, you're like, oh, I can't mess up now. That can't be me. Maybe find an anchor. I talk about it a lot. An anchor can be really good in kind of centering ourselves and getting us out of our head and into our body. So find an anchor, pick, you know, um, maybe like a a thing you do, like tying your shoelaces, you know, retime or something, or look at the sky or look at the grass or whatever sport you play. If you play baseball, look at the foul pole, find an anchor that you can use. Just look at it and breathe and remind yourself to just center yourself in that present moment. Get out of your head and into the present moment. That's just going to alleviate kind of overthinking that you might have or that maybe hesitation or scaredness or fear that you might have when a teammate messes up or makes an error so it doesn't impact your performance. If I answer your question well, um, great. If not, you can just shoot me another DM and I can give you a more uh, personal answer, I guess. But the next question is from Mariana.c.o. 
And her question was, um, tips for mindset going into matches you're definitely going to lose. Example, more skilled opponent, okay? <laughs> so first thing, um, you don't want to say that, okay? And it all starts with self-talk, and this is a prime example. And you're probably asking this question because you've probably lost to a lot of people that are better than you. Uh, I'm going to assume that's why you're asking the question. Um, and this is an example of a negative self-fulfilling cycle. I talked about this on a podcast, I think a couple podcasts ago, but this is how, this is how it probably, I'm going to guess goes for you. Okay. This might be, it may not, but first you form expectations of yourself or others or events, for example, like, uh, you're going into a match and, and you're, and you're facing a really tough opponent and you might think I'm going to get killed, which judging by your question, that's probably what you say most of the time, because you said, definitely going to lose all right give yourself a little credit all right but that's what you're probably saying first off you're like oh man i'm, I'm gonna get killed i'm gonna lose all right you form expectations of yourself or a future event second you express those expectations maybe verbally or not non-verbally so you may think to yourself maybe i'll just half-ass practice this week or um, i might not even try too hard or maybe you tell other teammates on your team you know they're better than me i'm probably gonna lose or maybe you tell that to your coach and then third Others adjust their behavior and communication to match your expressions or your communication. So maybe your teammates are like, yeah, you probably will lose. Or your coach sees that you're maybe not putting as much effort or you have like a negative attitude and and he's decided to give you less attention to help you out. And then you're like, okay, shit, well, he thinks I might lose. Okay, and then maybe you think to yourself, okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to half-ass my pregame routine or I'm not really going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get a good night's sleep, stuff like that. You might be a good athlete, but you might do these things. This is an exaggerated version of what you might do. You might say things like, um, I'm probably going to lose and, or, and, and your teammates are like, yeah, you might, you might lose. Okay. And, and then when the game comes around, your expectations become reality. Your thought processes in that moment are like, okay, I'm going to lose. Like, let's just get this over with. And you may conclude that, wow, this player is killing me. They're so much better than me. And then all of a sudden, the confirmation or the expectations that you formed in the first place, it just strengthens. Every time you face an opponent better than you, you talk yourself down the same cycle and you lose. It might not be as exaggerated. I'm not saying you're like a lazy athlete or you don't, you get scared when, you know, better players come, come your way. But if you kind of think like a loser... Not saying that you are a loser, but saying I'm definitely going to lose is kind of a loser mentality. But if you think like that, you're more often more often than not going to lose. Okay, that's just how it works in sports. All right, and it all starts with your self-talk. So that first statement, going into matches you're definitely going to lose or going into matches and you think to yourself, okay, well, I'm not going to win. Okay, that's how your body and your mind is going to behave from that point forward. All right, and I'm not, and it's, and it's tough because... I think you might play an individual sport for, especially for individual sports. It's tough to get that, you know, opponent strength out of your mind. I'm, I understand it's tough to do that. You might think, yeah, I'm going to lose. Okay. But what you need to do when that first thought pops into your head is change that thought. You're going to be like, okay, well, he's better than me, but I can still win. I can still win if I'm on top of my game. I can still win if I do everything correctly, if I'm really locked in and I'm really focused. Okay. Give yourself, you know, counter thoughts to those negative thoughts because you will. I get scared sometimes when I play sports, um, when I face someone that may maybe I face a pitcher that throws really hard. I've done that myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to strike out. This guy's throwing too hard. And then I strike out and I'm like, yeah, he threw too hard. You know, I confirm that self-fulfilling cycle. Okay. So what we need to do 
at the very first point, at that very first thought is change that thought. Okay, counter that thought with a positive one. It all starts with self-talk and then the building blocks begin to build and you build more confidence going into that match and you put more effort into your work that week and you put more effort into your maybe pregame routine and your confidence is building and then you get to that match and you're ready to go. You're in the best possible position that you can be in to succeed and it doesn't matter if you win or lose at that point. It just matters about how you know confident in yourself that you were and how much you prepared. And that's the most important part. All right, so get excited. Don't when you think about upcoming competitions and you have a strong opponent, opponent think about it as like a challenge. Thinking, think about it as something you can get better doing. Okay, you're going to get better by playing a stronger opponent. That's the only way you get better. All right, so my advice to you is to get excited about that competition. You're going to think that you're probably going to lose, but what you need to do when that thought comes up Counter that thought with a positive one. Okay, he's better than me, but I can still compete. I can still win. Get excited about it. Tell, you know, view it as a challenge. All right, view it as an opportunity to get better. Tell yourself positive things leading up to the competition because that is super important. I hope I answered your question, Mariana, and I hope I wasn't too mean when I did. I hope you listened to the whole thing and didn't like tune me out. But next question, I'm, I'm getting hot. It's hot in here. I need to turn on my fan. But this next question, third question, I think we're going to do like like two more, I think. But it's from Kirk DeRosa. See him in my DMs a lot. Um, seems like he's really passionate and, and involved in, in his sport. I believe he plays soccer or tennis. I'm not sure, but that doesn't matter. So he asked how to keep home and your sport separate. And I, I really like this question, okay? Because if we're an athlete, right, and we're really strongly associated with our sport. Our identity is strongly linked to our sport. We care a lot about it. You know, it's our whole entire lives. That sport can start to bleed in or the effects of that sport, say if you win or fail or you build confidence or lose confidence, those things can bleed into your, you know, life as a whole. Okay. And as I always say, if we're not a happy person, we're not a happy athlete. Okay. If we're not mentally, you know, confident in ourselves and we're not mentally, you know, there in life as a whole, we're not going to be that way in competition. Okay. So if we're happy, we play better. So that's why it's so important to kind of separate the spheres of your life, your home life, your, your social life should be separate from sport. Okay. Because when we come home and, and we come home and we're like, shit, like I had a bad game or I had a bad practice. We get depressed and that mood, those beliefs carry over into our everyday life. So you're going to go about school the next day. You're going to be sad. You're going to be depressed. You're going to go around friends that day. And you're going to be a little dejected and sad and not motivated. So what we need to do is kind of when we come home, I always did this thing because it started to really affect me in college. I did this thing where if I had a bad game or I had a bad day, I would come home or come back to my dorms and I would take a shower and I'd imagine myself showering all the negative things that happened to me that day off and after I got out of that shower that stuff didn't exist anymore it wasn't a part of me anymore I wasn't gonna let it weigh me down anymore okay so that's what you gotta kind of do when you come home maybe when you're taking off your uniform you're taking off all the struggles all the pain all the emotion of the day maybe you're getting in the shower you're washing all that off brushing your teeth getting that shit out you know what I'm saying so kind of find something uh, maybe like a habitual a thing that kind of reminds yourself to let it go. Okay, meditation's a great way to do that. I have a post-game meditation if you want that, Kirk. I could send that to you. Um, journaling's a great way to do that. Just when you get home or when you start beginning your second life, as I like to, like to call it, kind of forget about all that stuff. 
Okay, because it doesn't matter. And if you let it bleed into, you know, your life as a whole, positively or negatively, it's going to affect you, you know, proportionately. All right. So if you have a bad day at your game or practice and you come home and you haven't let that stuff go, you haven't left it on the field, you haven't washed it off, it's going to affect you and it's going to harm you. Okay, so find something like a habit that you can do to kind of symbolically wash off the day's struggles. Okay, so that's my advice to you, Kirk. Sorry, guys, if I sound like a little weird, I'm really winded. For some reason, maybe it's because I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. It's also hot in here, so I'm going to turn on my fan. But this is going to be the last question, and it's from Jay Fogle. No, it's not. It's the second to last question, and it's Jay Fogle 11. Shout out Jay Fogle 11. And he asks how to deal with the feeling that you have to prove everyone wrong. Okay. Um, I talked about this a lot, and I, I think on a specific podcast, I think it's like what what to do when others you know say you suck or something. I think that's what it was called. Um and this all has to do with external factors, all right? And this is really, this question, how to deal with the feeling that you have to prove everyone wrong, this question is really personal to me because when I was playing, that's all I thought about. Everyone thought I sucked. Like, my college teammates, they didn't think I belonged there. At the beginning of high school, my, my high school teammates didn't think I belonged. They think they thought I was, like, you know, a bench player, a guy that really wasn't going to get a lot of at-bats. And all I wanted to do was prove them wrong. All I wanted to do was show them that I could do it. So when I thought that, I kind of became obsessed with it, okay? Because for a little bit, proving people wrong, you know, that's something that we want to do, but that shouldn't be our main focus. We can't become obsessed with it because when we become obsessed with proving everyone wrong, we kind of root for others to fail, okay? And that's the worst way to play a sport. You don't, you don't want to play the game for the wrong reasons. You don't want to play the game out of envy or out of anger or out of frustration or jealousy because when we do those things, all right, that's just negative energy. We just play the game with negative energy, negative thoughts, okay? And when and you know how we think, how we believe, all right? That directly impacts our performance. If we think negatively, we're going to play negatively. If we play angry, or if we think angry, we're going to play angry and we're going to be timid. We're going to be tight and we're going to be trying too hard. And we're going to be stressing and things aren't going to go our way. That was the number one thing with me when I was playing. I was playing the game for all the wrong reasons. I was angry all the time. I was jealous all the time. I wanted others to fail. Okay. And that's why I wasn't good. That's why I didn't succeed the way I want. I mean, I was good, but I didn't succeed the way I wanted to. And my career didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. That's why, because I played the game for the wrong reasons. All right. So you're right in this question. You're asking how to deal with that feeling because you probably understand, you know, I shouldn't want to prove everyone wrong. Okay, so what I said in that podcast, have a little perspective. Okay, first, realize that this game is not the end of the world. You are worth more than your sport that you're playing. You are. You're a human being and just because, you know, maybe someone thinks you're not good doesn't diminish any of your worth. You have to understand that. And it's very hard. I know it is because we we hear those things and we think about them all the time every single day. So when you work out, when you go about your routine, I want you to think about, you know, I want you to think about success. I want you to think about yourself and your team. Okay? I told I told everyone in this in the in the podcast, when we root for others to succeed or we root for, you know, our team to succeed and we genuinely genuinely play for the purpose of winning as a team or winning for the greater good. Maybe you're not playing a team sport, but maybe you're playing for your school. Maybe, maybe think about the broader picture. Okay, if you kind of get what I'm saying, but if when we root for others and we play for a reason, a good and genuine reason, we perform much better. Okay, because the feelings of togetherness and unity are much stronger than the feelings of, you know, anger, frustration, jealousy. 
Okay, and if we can play, I know it sounds all spiritual bullshit, but there's a reason for this. If we can play with positive feelings and uplifting feelings and wanting others to succeed and playing the game for your family, playing the game for, you know, your school, your team, when we play for those reasons, we're going to have, you know, a whole lot more support, okay, mentally and maybe, you know, relationship-wise, okay? We're going to play so much better, okay? So what I tell what I tell people to do and I, what I said in that podcast is I said, when you hear things like that and you hear people maybe shitting on you or talking shit and all you want to do is get angry and prove them wrong, you just say, fuck you, I'm going to do me, okay, and I'm going to do whatever I can to help my team succeed. I'm going to do whatever I can to help my school succeed. I'm going to do whatever I can, um, you know, you get the gist of it. Okay, because when we play with those reasons, it's much more powerful than playing with negativity, playing, you know, for some other people's satisfaction, playing so some random dude that you're not going to remember in five years thinks that you're good. Okay, because in the long run, 10 years from now, you're not going to care that, you know, Johnny thinks you suck. Okay, so right now, have a little perspective. When someone says that to you, say, okay, that's cool. You can think that about me, but I'm still going to do my thing. I'm still going to help my team win. I'm still going to want to succeed. Okay. And I'm going to succeed. That's what you have to think. And if you think anything other than that, you're doomed to fail. So you, yes, use it as motivation. Say if if Johnny thinks that you're not good enough, be like, okay, Johnny doesn't think I'm good enough. I'm going to go work extra hard this week. That is perfect. That is the perfect response to it. But when you start getting angry over it, when we, when we start getting obsessive and jealous and envious and, and you're frustrated over it, that's when we're going to fail. Okay? So have a little optimism. Okay? Lift your teammates up. Lift yourself up. Be like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to do me. I'm not worried about you. And I'm going to work extra hard. That's all you can do. All right. Last question from Cyber Tally. Damn, I'm out of breath. I don't know why. This one's just taking a lot out of me, I guess. But I think it's pronounced Cyber Tally. How can you build team cohesion? This is the last one, guys. I'm, I'm winded for some reason. I don't know why. Cyber Tally, how can you build team cohesion? Okay. This is This is around, this is the same thing, I think. Okay, and, and obviously we want good team chemistry. We want everyone to be happy. We want everyone to get along because the happy teams, the ones that get along, you know, they're the most successful. Okay, but more often than not, and in my experience, um, probably about half the teams I've been on haven't had good chemistry. We've had people that, you know, root for others fail. And, you know, you know they're all playing selfishly. And you're going to have those teams, okay? But what you kind of have to do if you're, I don't know if you're a player or a coach, but the first thing that you have to do is be positive. That's the first thing you have to do. You have to go up to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to think about you as a, as an athlete. Okay. For the sake of the, for the sake of the podcast. But if you're an athlete and you're, you're trying to be a leader and you're trying to get your team to gel because you know, it, you know, you want to succeed and that's the only way your team's going to succeed. Okay. Start lifting people up. All right. Start rooting for other people's success. Genuinely not don't fake it. Okay, start because when people see that, when people see that you care or they see that you genuinely want your team to win, they will follow you. Okay, people follow people like that. All right, and you're going to have some people that are going to be super selfish. You're going to have some people that, you know, are maybe a little clicky or some people that think that they're better than everyone. Okay, but you can't treat them any different. That's the tough part. You're going to see people that you genuinely maybe don't like. You're going to see people that you genuinely don't agree with. But the only thing you can do if you really care about your team's success is to kill them with kindness. Okay, it's to lift them up. It's to have their back all the time. All right, when I know a lot of coaches, they'll do these like icebreakers and they'll make like kids hang out and all that bullshit, but none of that stuff works. 
Okay, what really works is action. Okay, what really works is what you do when when your teammates are struggling, when your teammates are failing in the hard times. Okay, because when you're in those hard times and and you see a teammate and say they're struggling that day and they and and you come up to them and they see you and and you're just like, come on, man, let's go. You're fine. Let's do this. I want you to win. I want you to succeed. That's gonna inspire the hell out of them. Okay, and it doesn't matter if they think they're the best team player on the team or the worst player on the team. They're gonna be excited. And they're gonna like you. Okay, so that's how you kind of build this sense of camaraderie and that stuff spreads. Okay, it's it's like viral, right? When some when when people see one person, you know, really giving a shit. Other people are going to start to give a shit and that shit will spread. I promise you that's the best way to build team cohesion is to, you know, use actions, all right? Lift them up, you know, preach positivity, okay? Always have their back, all right? And just kill them with kindness. That's literally all you can do. That's it for this episode. I'm really tired. Um, Follow us on Instagram, guys. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And I have a big announcement in our next podcast. I hope you guys are excited. If you guys want more podcasts like this, send me some questions on Instagram. Let me do another DM, Instagram DM podcast. All right, I'll answer all your questions. And if you guys have any other suggestions on, you know, like podcast themes or podcast topics, be sure to let me know of that as well. But for the future, so I'm gonna be doing, I think, you know, as many as I want. I'm gonna be doing like a bunch of, you know, Instagram Q&A podcasts. So send send me your suggestions or your questions via Instagram DM if you guys, you know, want your DMs featured on this podcast and title it like, podcast question or something so I don't jump in and be like okay well you can do this and blah, blah, blah. so I know that it's a podcast question and you want me to you know reference it on my podcast and answer it on my podcast so that's it for this episode guys I hope you guys have a crazy week I will see you in the next episode